Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, let's call it Fiasco Friday. The fabric of sports as we know it is starting to erode. Lucky for you, I'm the human cheat code. It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. The game to change, but we didn't get the memo. We getting watered down second tier sports with too many heroes. I want the real, y'all, but that's few and far between. There's no triumph in my story, cause it's all about the green. Fiasco Friday, y'all. I'm here to clean up the mess. Wu-Tang forever. Let's go. All right. We didn't get any shows in. Uh, we're going to cover a little bit from last week and most of this week, like I say, it's dog days of summer. Sports is slow. We're waiting for that football to kick back up along with everything else. Uh, we're going to start off the top last week. Bronny James, son of LeBron James, had a heart attack. Young man is 18 years old. Now, been a lot of things out there. I'm not even going to jump into the whole speculation thing about HCH and steroids, any of that. I'm just glad the young man is okay. Uh, what's happening to these kids 18 years old? Uh, Shaq's son had open heart surgery at 19. You know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of things for these kids to live up to. Uh, we wish Bronny a uh, speedy recovery. Uh, as far as his, I mean, I mean, I'm not even worried about the basketball part of it. This is an 18-year-old young man who had a heart attack, and that scares me. So, like I said, uh, shout out to the James family, and get well soon, Ronnie. Moving on, we're going to jump into the media day at the Pac-12. Uh, Coach uh, Prime couldn't go because, you know, he had the foot surgery. So he sent Coach Kelly along with Shador Sanders and Travis uh, Hunter uh, to represent the school. Uh, they afforded themselves well. Uh, like like I said, Shador know what it's like to be in the limelight. He's been around his dad his whole life. But Travis Hunter kind of surprised me. Travis said something. Well, they made him put take it down off of YouTube. But the guy asked Travis Hunter, was he scared about, you know, playing on the Power 5 level? And Travis had to remind him. He said, I was a parade All-American number one player in the country when I came out of high school. He said, what level are you talking about? He said, I am the level. See, I love that. I love that. And still going back to the fact that they didn't put Shador Sanders, they didn't put Shador Sanders on any team, first, second, or third, even though he was top five in the Heisman last year. Forget top five. He was top three. He was the... HBCU Offensive Player of the Year, and he was the HBCU Player of the Year. But you know, HBCU, I guess those games he won didn't count. The hate is real out there in Colorado, y'all. The hate is real. But Coach Prime is going to survive all of that. And like I said, I can't wait till September 2nd at TCU. Also, Colorado is leaving the Pac 12. Now, UCLA and USC have already packed their bags. Man, Colorado is the third team leaving the Pac-12. They talking about that Power Five. Uh, the Pac-12 might not might not be in it. So it's a lot of things going on in college. The realignment. Uh, I mean, you can't really talk about Pac-12 football without UCLA and USC, but you're gonna have to. Having them playing the Big Ten is gonna be strange. But Ohio State and Michigan, y'all got a problem. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 
with them leaving the Pac-12, I see Oregon as being an eminent power with uh, UW, Washington right behind them, and then possibly Oregon State. Stay tuned. Also in college, Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, uh, faces a four-game suspension for, for the first four games of the season for some violations they say he committed a couple of years ago. Man, the NCAA is a, is a whole joke. After the allegations came out last week about Tennessee having 16 ineligible players, now mind you, the coach that's there now, Josh Heupel, was not the guy in charge when uh, these all these violations were made. But still, they didn't get any penalties. They were banned from any bowls. I don't know what Jim did, but if it's not to that magnitude, I don't see why he's getting uh, four games or if he's going to get the four games. I think it's ridiculous. So, uh, so you know, what is the NCAA doing? What are they doing? I don't even think they know. They're so mad now that the kids are getting paid with these NIL deals and they can't get the whole pot for themselves. So, they're just making up random things now. They have to... Uh, I guess they have to uh, substantiate why they have jobs now. So we're going to pick, 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 pick. Go back and look at that Tennessee situation. And you didn't suspend anybody? And you didn't ban them from a bowl? Man, like I said, the NCAA is a joke. Also, moving on. FAMU holds all football activities because of a controversial rap video that was filmed in their uh, facility. So, because a guy had a rap video, I mean, like I said, this gives me pause when they say no institute, no institute control. And uh, how is he making a rap video in your facility and the co head coach doesn't know? Of course the head coach knew. He didn't think it was going to be a thing, big thing, but of course, now it is. Like I said, once again, NCAA, pick, 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 pick. And I'm, I'm saying for what? I understand the video. I mean, I saw the video, but I didn't really hear the words. I understand it affects sponsorships and all of that stuff. But it's just a video. Unless he had racial slurs or something like that. I understand. But to hold all football operations, you need to suspend the dudes who let them come in there and make the video point blank period and be done with it. All of this is a big hubbub about nothing. The world is too sensitive. Moving on. The ACC is also, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference is saying they're open for expanding membership. Riddle me this. The only Power 5 teams are the only teams that's going to make sad playoffs in, in, in football. Why are we even classifying all the other teams as D1 schools? If only the Power 5 have a real shot winning a national championship why are we classifying all the other schools as d1 schools that's that's just food for thought and like i said i'm, I'm an ac guy for life when i see sir every time i see syracuse even though they are in the acc now when i see syracuse i don't think acc i think big east i see pittsburgh i think big east they're both in the acc it's just weird all this moving around like if georgetown was to move and go into the acc I'm like, come on. The, the, the tradition and everything I grew up on is no more. It's all about dollars and cents. And that's it. Moving on. The fifth Northwestern player has come, come out and filed a suit against the Hazen investigation. 
what leads me to say, hey, what the hell was going on in Northwestern? The preppy button-up school out in the Midwest, what the hell was going on? What were they doing to these kids? Like I said, it'll all come out in the wash, but, you know, this ridiculous. What, what do they do to these kids? I, inquiry minds want to know, and one of those minds is mine. I want to know. I really, really, really want to know. Okay, that's enough for college. We're going to move over to the big boys. As you probably saw yesterday, Joe Burrows has a calf strain. Contact, a contract extension has not yet been signed. He went down with a calf strain yesterday. Well, actually, they carted him off. Not a good look. So, Joe, here's some advice. You might want to sign that contract before you step back on any field. Of course, it's going to make you the richest quarterback in NFL history, probably the richest player in NFL history now, but it's all going to be hush-hush because they're all still mad that Deshaun Watson got $238 million. But these golden boys, it looks like they deserve that money. They're quarterbacks. Yeah, Joe's been to uh, Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has been an MVP in the league. But they begrudge Lamar his money. But, oh, Joe, Joe can get his money whether he's hurt or not hurt. But they use that against Lamar. Man, stop. Stop. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. I want to see that number. Because the next time any of you pundits mentioned mention to Deshaun Watson and his $238 million, I'm going to put Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert right there. And the only thing they got more than Lamar is... Joe went to Super Bowl one time. That's it. That's it. Moving on. Bryce Young, the rookie starting quarterback for, for now for the Carolina Panthers. You know, he inked this $37.9 million, $37 million deal for being the number one pick. And C.J. Stroud, he inked his, uh, his deal four years, $36.3 million. Congrats to both of those guys. Uh, they say C.J.'s in a compact uh quarterback competition i look for him to start that's all i'm saying uh, davis mills give it up then back to the saquon barkley saquon signed a one year for 11 million i mean yeah running backs are getting a raw deal but you know passing up till 10 mil is not smart and rumors are that they were shopping him anywhere they were shopping him anyway so they they really Want, uh, the best player on the team was getting shopped, and you don't want and you don't want to play him. But the thing is, the coach Dayball, wherever he's been, he's never had a top flight back. So he, in his mind, he probably doesn't really need him. He didn't come out to Saquon's defense. I mean, he, he stood up there in the media and gave the politically correct answers, but nothing that Saquon really wanted to hear. So I've asked myself, what? How much effort is he really going to get this year? Because if you saw him at the press conference, he was not all in. That's all I'm saying. So, good luck with that. I think the Giants and the Commanders will be fighting for that basement key this year in the NFC East. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Dalvin Cook, still not signed. He's visiting the Jets today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers reconstructed his contract. Took a $35 million pay cut. Maybe he really wants to win. Maybe the pressure's on. He's got to get some dogs in there. Because it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. He's got to get to the playoffs. I think the playoffs will be good for this year. 
just think if he doesn't get to the playoffs, the New York media is waiting to tear the red ass apart. They can't wait. I think they want to tear him apart more than they want to see him succeed. It's Gotham, so who really knows? Then moving on with the running backs, Colts owner Jim Ursay puts his foot in his mouth yet again, talking about the running backs, you know, they, they bargain with the C, uh, CPA and all of that about the contracts, and they're not treating the running backs any different. First thing, you got your Pro Bowl running back up for a contract here. So you really should have stayed out of this one. And then, Jim, your one thing, yeah, you're owner, yeah, you got a lot of money, but listen to me, brother, you have no tact whatsoever. You've got a bunch of yes men around you. Use one of them. Stop talking. To be playing, shut up. Whew. Moving on. Sean Payton, new Broncos coach. They say Russell Wilson's career depends on whether he can fix him or not. Well, Russell's there for two more years, whether Sean likes it or not. So it would be good for him to hitch his wagon to him. In the last couple of years in in in, uh, in New Orleans, I mean, Sean, they made the playoffs, but they, they didn't do anything. They pretty much were stagnant or whatever. Sean Payton wanted to be the head coach, the GM. He wanted, he wanted a Belichick contract. So he's trying to ruffle feathers. And the stuff he said yesterday about how bad Hackett's offense was and how bad the team was, it was all true. But he also took a shot at the GM in it. And if I'm the GM, man, good old Sean having a talk today about how short his stay in Denver really could be. Because like I said, he didn't come there just to be a coach. He wants to be the GM too. Nobody was paying you $25 million, bruh. But they only winning one Super Bowl? Uh-uh. Especially when Andy Reid's won two in the last five years? No, guy. That wasn't happening. Good luck with that. Moving on, Jimmy G failed his initial physical. Then he he passed the team physical. I mean, so which is which? The Raiders are in a lot of trouble. All that says to me, well, he passed one physical, he didn't pass the other physical. That says one thing to me, red flag. Josh McDaniels is going to get everything he deserves this year. I feel sorry for Devontae Adams, but it is what it is. Uh, the Chiefs wide, wide receiver, Tony, that they got from the Giants last year, he's, he's injured again. Hope, they're hoping he'll be back before the start of the season. They're, they're looking forward to him for being the number one. Uh, Naheem Hines, a punt returner running back for the Bills, is out for the season. If you don't remember him, he's the guy that returned a punt and a kickoff right after DeMar uh, Hamlin was hurt very next game. So he's out for the year. We got our, our guy OJ o, Odell Beckham Jr. running his mouth again like he's a true number one in the league. Man, Odell, check this out. Let me break it down for you. It doesn't matter where you go, what team you're on. You're number three. I don't even think you would be a number two on a bad team. So stop hyping yourself up. You're going to get the endorsements because everybody seems to like you for some reason. I have no animosity against you whatsoever, but... I've, uh, your days of being a number one have been gone for the last five years, and I wish everybody would stop talking about you like you are. You are not. Just ball out. 
And I'll be happy because I think Lamar's going to do his thing this year. Like I said, I'm a Cowboy fan, but I'm a true believer that Lamar Jackson is going to lose his mind this year. Stay tuned. So, moving on to the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets, the sale is finally complete. Michael Jordan is no longer the majority owner. It was sold to Gabe Plotker and Rick Chanel. They are your new Charlotte Hornets owners. Uh, as you know, Jalen Brown signed a five-year, $304 million contract. So, let's get this straight. You gave your number two, $304 million. So, I can only imagine what Jason Tatum's contract is going to be like. So, this is going to put you in, in, in cap red zone hell. So, nah. Jalen wouldn't have got $304 million for me. And he wanted to go somewhere else and try to be a number one. He could go. Like I said, I cut for him. I like him. Not $304 million worth. And like I said, I mean, it's the market. Well, if it's the market, every number two in the league should get paid $304 million. But I don't think that's going to happen. They need to stop with that crap. They need to start playing these players worth what they're worth so they will actually show up and play. Right now, you can look back. Most of these guys, when they get the money, it's over with. They, look at James Harden. Once he got the money, it was over with. But, like I said, I'm not begrudging Jalen Brown because he's a dog. He's not a number one. I'm not paying my number two $304 million. That's all I'm saying. Back to the knucklehead report. I don't like reporting negativity, but some things you just got to do. Zion Williams is being sued by a tech, number, a tech company. I'm just going to say this one thing. Get your life, man. Get your life. Sick of you right now. If the Pelicans don't want to get rid of you, I want to get rid of you. And I'm not even a Pelican fan. But, you know, I hate Duke players, so he's a Duke guy. So it is what it is. Moving on to the WNBA. Candace Parker needs foot surgery. What does this mean for the Aces? Uh Aja Wilson is tearing the league up, but you know, her supporting cast is, is no slouch either. I'm sure Becky Hammonds will put something together. I don't know if she's going to be out for the remainder of the year. If so, maybe they'll get her back for the playoffs. But she is a vital part to what they do. She can play all five positions. She can guard anybody out there. So that's going to be a, a loss. That may even it up a little bit in the WNBA. Some, some teams, the Storm, the Liberty, maybe that taking her away and give them a chance. Uh but we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of the Liberty, the Liberty break the WNBA record for points in a quarter. 44 points in a quarter. 44. Hell, the men can't even, some of the men can't do that, but some of the, some of the teams in the, in the NBA, but 44 points in a quarter, that's pretty good. Moving on, uh, the NCAA, the women's under-19 uh, world uh, international team, they they win uh they win again. They've been undefeated last five years. Moving on to women's college basketball, Virginia Tech extends Coach Brooks after his historic run in the tournament last year. That was a good run. He's returning three of his starters. Look for them back there again this year. And UConn, they lose freshman uh, L. Alfie to a Achilles. She's out for the season. Damn, Gino, you can't catch a break. But I told you, it's over for you. It's over. You no more poaching. I'm gonna tell you right now, if 
if Don Staley wasn't down in South Carolina, Aja Wilson and uh, Aaliyah Boston would have been UConn Huskies. But you're not getting those players anymore. You're still getting good players. Uh, uh, Buckers is still there. She's coming from a knee injury. But you're not getting the premium players around her. You don't have the muscle anymore. Let me spell it out for you. Don Staley and Kim Mulkey are going to run your ass out of college basketball. Get the retirement plans ready, buddy. It's time. Enough of that. Moving on. We're going to go to Major League Baseball. Scott Rowland of the Phillies and Fred McGriff of the Atlanta Braves were inducted uh, newest members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congrats to both of those guys. I'm not taking anything away from them, but check this out. I'm tired of this whole these guys not getting in for steroids or whatever the hell it may be. Put the best players in the Hall of Fame. Guys, there are guys in the Hall of Fame that did much worse things than steroids. The whole, if you want to think to talk the purity of baseball and all that crap, when was that? When there were no blacks playing? Is that what you're talking about? Because Babe Ruth was an alcoholic and a drunk, and he's in there. And people worse than him. You know, but they're crying about steroids. If you if you research steroids, it makes you stronger. It does anything for your hand-eye coordination. Yeah, we're going to talk about Barry Bonds because he should be in there. Before you so-called he used steroids, which you have no proof of, nobody never testified, he never came back dirty on a test. Before the whole steroid era and they said he was taking steroids, he was the best player in baseball for four times. Four times. This is before the steroid era, which he got three more after that, but he, he was a Hall of Famer before steroids even came to play. Put him in the Hall of Fame or it's just a joke. Pete Rose bet on baseball and he gets more consideration than Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, or Mark McGuire. It's ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. The Angels are not trading uh, Sohi Otani. They're going to roll the dice. They might as well say goodbye to him with the Dodgers and the Yankees out of there. With the things he's doing, pitching, being one of the top five pitchers in the league, and hitting the ball. He leads the league in home runs. Yeah, Angels, you roll the dice. Loyalty is not the thing in sports anymore. It's basically show me the money. Show he is gone. He wants to go to, I mean, he's in L.A., but... Who's more famous in L.A., the Dodgers or the Angels? I'll let you ponder on that. Or he can go to the big boys and be with the Yankees where he'd be everywhere. So he's probably going to get up to 500, 500 to 600 million. So, hey, you rolling the dice, you better blow them real hard because he's not coming back. That's all I have for baseball. I'm going to jump into boxing. And this happened last week. We had George Cambosis against Max Hughes. I told you, Cambosis is, is a club fighter. Nothing wrong with being a club fighter, but he shouldn't be in any major event. He caught lightning in the bottle that night and beat Tiafimo Lopez. He, talking all of this warrior crap. Devin Haney beat the crap out of him two times. He had to go over there to beat him up. And I thought it would be the last we'd hear of him. But he fought this guy, Max Hughes. And Max Hughes, I, who, who I don't even know who he is, 
beat him to death pretty much. But they gave the fight to Cambosis. And this is what's wrong with boxing. They want names. These guys, that guy, Max Hughes, worked this guy. And for one of the judges to call it a draw, they need glasses and they need to be fired. The other two had it, you know, eight points difference. What the hell were they looking at? I watched the whole fight, and then I watched it two more times just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. He might have won three rounds that whole fight. The fact that he stood there after this thing was over and acted like he won was hilarious. You're Cambosis, you a bum. I can't wait till he fights somebody like Shakur or, or Little Pitbull or even uh, Ryan Garcia. He is oh, boxing. You got to do better. You got to do better. We we will get into the state of boxing a little later when I talk about Spence and Crawford. And then we had a new way against uh, Robert Fulton. This is a new way kid from Tokyo or Japan, whichever it is. I don't know. He's 120. There's nobody at 122 that's really messing with him. I've seen him fight a couple of times. I'm not impressed. I don't see what... He has knockout power, but he's at 122. Before he gets any admiration on this side, he's going to have to step up to 130 and fight some killers. I mean, because they're talking about, oh, he fought champions. Nobody knows their name. You're going to have to come up and play with the big boys before you got start getting that type of pub. I don't even see talented in, in the guy. Special, yeah, he can hit hard, but I don't see it right now. Come on up to 130. Let's reevaluate. We'll talk about the state of boxing a little later. Now let's, let me go ahead and get you straight with Major League Baseball, the standings. Some of them are getting close. Like I just said, it's Friday. I don't want to keep you long. First, we're going to start in the AL East. The Orioles, they'll have a game and a half up on the Tampa Bay Rays. Who would have ever thought the Orioles been in first place? It's been a while. We go AL Central. We got the Twins, a game and a half up on Cleveland. Then we got the AL West. The Rangers are two games up on the Astros. Newsflash, Rangers, they coming. They had a whole clear the benches thing two days ago. The Astros are ready. Can the Rangers hold them off? Then we go into the NL East where the Braves are 10 games up, 10 and a half games up on the Phillies, and the Marlins are, are 10 games back also. It's basically in this division is a fight for second. They can't mess with the Braves. NL Central, you got the Brewers. They're a game and a half up on the Reds. Reds got Joey Votto back. That be, might be making a push. And then we have the NL West. You have the Dodgers, who done pulled away. They're three games up on the Giants, four games up on Arizona. That's going to be another tight division race. And we're going to get the stats here. And Batten is Luis Ariz from the Marlins, still at 376. The quest for 400 is worn off a little bit. But he's still in it. He's still in the ballpark. Like I said, Shohei Otani from the Angels, 38 home runs to lead the lead Major League Baseball. Six more than anybody else. This a foreigner, y'all, tearing it up. RBIs is a, a, a Dolio Garcia. He has 84 plays for the Rangers. Pitching, we still have five guys at 11 wins. They need to hurry up and break that up. ERA. We got Blake Snell. He's at 261. He plays for San San Diego. That's all I have for uh, that's all I have for baseball to get you updated. Now we're gonna go back to the state of boxing. Everybody knows Spence against Crawford tomorrow. In the words of Bart Scott, Bart Scott, can't wait. 
But I'm a little disappointed. Like I said, these two stellar individuals, two stellar fighters, and I know about promotion and selling the fight and all of that, but why must we tear each other down in such a fashion? This should have all have been about love. Love for Earl Spence, small town guy coming from Dallas. Bud Crawford coming from a smaller town, coming from Nebraska. And he even said it in the press conference. We shouldn't have to tear each other down because I think to some degree they think it went a little bit too far. Crawford is, was supremely confident at the press conference like yesterday. That's the, probably the most serious I have seen Bud at a press conference. But, I mean, but with the mind games and the, the coin toss to figure out who's walking out first, man, I'm just going to say it. What kind of bullshit was that? You better than that, bud. You got one belt. Spence got three. Give him his respect. That was that was Bush League. I'm going to say that. And I like Bud. But that was Bush League. And then Spence. Spence been slighted his whole career. They kept saying he couldn't box. He has no boxing IQ. This, that, and the other. All I know is he retired three guys in the last two years. Top five fighters. Mikey Garcia. He beat him to death. He never boxed again. Ugas broke his eye socket. And Kell Brooks the first broke his eye socket. So, you slighting Earl, that chip on his shoulder is a boulder. The press conference, you can see the anguish on his face. You can see it on his face. He like, I'm going to give you whatever you want to make this fight happen. And that, like I said, the corn toss was petty. That was petty. Bud's one better be one better way from being undisputed, and he got to walk out first. I mean, it's boxing, it's gamesmanship. I get all that, but like I said, this guy was saying, "Oh, I never seen Earl Spence look like that at a press conference." Well, you must have never watched the Earl Spence fight, because that's how he looks every time it's time to fight. If you ain't heard the strap season. That's what he calls it, strap season. And yeah, Spence is my guy. But Bud is my guy also. And they going to get it on. And may the best man win. I'm not even going to make a prediction. But we going to see. We going to see. Now to the rest of boxing. Boxing is a mess. It's a couple of things I'm, I'm going to get to. Like, I don't understand the hate, the unwarranted hate for Devin Haney. Trying to make him fight is mandatory. I'm like, come on. And Shakur Stevenson being his mandatory. Shakur hasn't fought at 135 yet, so how in the hell is he his mandatory? And everybody's like, oh, he's ducking, he's ducking. Newsflash, none of these fights. You go back, unless you're going down on the weight scale, nobody fights their mandatory now in boxing. They just don't do it. Either it's not a big enough name or it's not it's not enough money in it. Nobody fights their mandatory. And if I'm Haney, I'm not fighting Shakur either. You don't get to drop your belts and come to my weight class and get a get a title shot. That's not how it works. So the buzz is that he's going up to 140 to fight Pagoyas. Which will probably be a good fight, but I don't see Pagoyas beating Devin. But man, I'm just saying. Why did he have to do that? Why? And then 
you have Tank who, who won't sign on the dotted line. Tank wants to fight everybody but Shakur and Haney. The money-making fights. But he, he's about the money. Who is he waiting for? Who What shots is he calling? You're not calling these shots without any bells, guy. And no matter who you fight, you're not going to make more money than fighting Shakur or Haney. So throw, throw that out of there. Like I said, you have no power. And you got... And um, these guys are thinking now one loss is the end of their career. I don't know why they're thinking that. Because like I said, Spence Crawford, no matter who wins, the second fight probably will make more money than the first one if it's good. Tank, like I said, Tank is hanging around. He thinks he's Floyd. He thinks he's waiting these guys out at 135. You've got two prime ass whoopings waiting for you, Tank. Devin the Dream Haney and Shakur Stevenson. Step up, son. You're not going to be able to dodge them ever. Even if you get all the belts at 135, when they leave, you're eventually going to have to fight. You what, you're going to wait five years to fight them? You are not Floyd Mayweather. That's all I'm going to say about that. And Ryan Garcia has got a whole new team. Like I said, Ryan Garcia is talented, but to me, I got to see him take boxing seriously before I even give him a chance at anybody. Uh, you know, like he's a, to me right now, he's a detriment to the sport, just like Joshua in the heavyweight division. He don't got the heart. He don't got the heart. You took a knee. You don't got the heart. Teofimo is a head case. I'd much rather see him fight Pagoyas at 140 or even Garcia. Be a good fight either way. He could win or he could lose. Depending on if he doesn't go crazy before his next fight, retires again for the second time. They need to get a no retirement clause in this dude's contract so he won't retire after he wins a fight. It's like he's almost surprised that he won. Timo is talented. He's not special either. I'd like to see him get in there with Devin because, like I said, he makes too many mistakes. People don't want to say Devin is a master boxer. He is. He needs to tighten up his end fighting, and he still takes too, too many punches for me, but... We going off pure talent. Yeah, he's more talented than Tiafimo. So, we're going to see. And Lomo, Lomo, you're not getting a rematch. So, you may as well fight somebody, at least to stay sharp. Doesn't matter who. Fight somebody. And then you you got to believe, like, how much gas does Lomo actually have in the tank? With all the crap they were talking about, whoa, he, he, he tortured Haney down the lane. He's about to fall out, too. And if you look at the two fighters, Lomo look like he got beat up. But like I said, I called it a draw. You have to take the belt from the champion. And three rounds does not say you take the belts from a champion. That's all I'm saying. Then the Charlo and Canelo people. Don't waste your money on pay-per-view. You can see this fight, see it for free. Because Canelo is going to kill him. Like I said, he's the worst of the two brothers. He does not stand a chance. This goes beyond seven. Canelo's washed up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I have for today. Fiasco Friday. I got a couple of shout-outs to give. I'm going to give a shout-out to my man Kevin Fair, a.k.a. White Man. His birthday was a couple days ago. Shout-out to him. Uh, shout-out to my nephew, Rock. Happy birthday. It's actually his birthday today. Shout out to my man, D. Davis. It was good catching up with you, boy. I might see you Saturday. 
Uh, shout out to my man, Kelly Press, who I was looking forward to seeing this weekend, but he didn't make it down. Hey, maybe Houston wasn't ready to see us together yet, but we'll get there. Shout out to my man, Kelly Press, AK, the nasty man. Okay, and last but not least, I want to send a special shout out, speedy recovery to my cousin James Crawley, aka Flavor. Get it together, man. You can't be trying to leave here like that. Get yourself together. Let's do it. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O U T.